What's up, everybody? You're listening to Young Black and Opinionated. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. Give me a five-star rating if you like what you hear, and you can also leave a review. If you have any compliments or questions, please email me at helloybo at gmail.com. And of course, follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the YBO Podcast. All right, let's jump into today's episode. So first we have to do Put Y'all On. Put Y'all On is the segment of the show where I tell you guys my favorite thing of the week. It could be music, food, movie, an app I'm using, whatever. This week, I just want to give you guys a life update because we did not have an episode last week. So let me just give some life updates. Um, What's going on? First, last week, I had to take a break, y'all. Last week was my birthday. I turned 26 and I had such a great birthday. Honestly, that was the break that I needed from work, from life. I just took a break with my friends and family and celebrated me and I haven't done that in a while. So I really appreciate everybody who gave me birthday wishes and showed some love. My best friend Brianna got me those Jackie Ina candles. I can't wait to try those. Um, But yeah, and then somebody at work gonna say something, y'all. I'm gonna just put it out there. Somebody gonna say, oh, our schedule wouldn't be messed up if people wasn't taking time off to celebrate their birthdays. And I'm sure it was a joke, but it sounded a little passive aggressive to me because I don't think this person was happy about their schedule being messed up due to me taking a day off. But don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make me feel guilty for taking time to myself. I haven't taken a day off since like February. Don't do that. The last time I took a day off was like President's Day. So excuse me for taking three off, three days off. I didn't take three months off, three weeks off. I took three days off. Excuse me for taking three days off to celebrate myself and reset and rejuvenate. Because a lot of stuff is changing at my job. People are leaving. My team is very scarce right now. And I feel like all that falls on me. So excuse me for taking some time off to eat some cake. Damn, I was mad. That annoyed me. But I don't care. I can't let people's uh, little opinions and little quips get to me I had a good time regardless so anyways what's uh, what else is going on gotta put y'all on to the new YBO merch if you follow the podcast I'm sure you've seen by now I've hinted towards it on multiple episodes it's finally live y'all and I see some of y'all already buying it so make sure you get your YBO merch we have hoodies t-shirts tote bags um I'm gonna just let y'all in on a little secret I am using merch by Amazon to fulfill these orders, to get this all done. I really don't have to lift a finger. I come up with the designs, Amazon handles the production. So if you're looking to create merch for your own podcast or business or whatever, check Am- check out Merch by Amazon. It's been really helpful. I know Amazon is unionizing right now and they got their ish going on. So I do feel bad about that. But <laughs> Merch by Amazon has been a godsend and I just really appreciate you guys Reppin' YBO, wearing it on your backs. I really love it, love to see it. So make sure you get your YBO merch if you have not already. All right, so let's jump into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Um, you guys know what's going on. I probably don't have to tell you. The whole world is on fire. Like, <laughs> it's just, that's what it feels like sometimes. It just feels like we get a little inch and they just take a mile. And, um... I'm obviously talking about police brutality. I'm obviously talking about the highs and lows of the black community this week. You know, this this podcast, when I started this podcast, I was just going to talk about everyday topics. I wasn't 
trying to be a social justice podcast. But um, last year I saw on Instagram, you know, I'm, I'm part of a couple of podcast communities, uh, you know, groups and such. And somebody posted, was it hard for you to transition your podcast to talk about Black Lives Matter? Because last last summer, summer 2020, that's all anybody was talking about. Nobody wanted to hear about whatever else you had to say. And it wasn't hard for me because, as you guys know, I'm young, black, and opinionated. It's in the name. I'm, I'm a young person watching other young people die on TV, and we'll get into that in a second. I'm a black person. I'm a black woman at that. You know how hard it is to be a black woman in America? And I'm opinionated. <laughs> I'm an extrovert. I'm loud. I talk when I'm not supposed to. I'm working on that. But it's not hard for me to switch gears and talk about what's going on in the news because it is my identity. When I started this podcast, I used to talk about relationships and stuff, and I still do. Then the podcast kind of took its own path and started becoming a pop culture roundup. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. I really see myself hosting a Bravo show at some point. Like I'm, you know, me, I'm gonna be on TV. Mark my words, (laughs) y'all. I love the entertainment pop culture stuff. And so of course this week I could talk about, you know, JLo and A-Rod breaking up. I could talk about Zion Williamson's first sneaker drop. I could talk about young thugs, um, you know, Thug Life, new album. I don't want to talk about that stuff this week. I just have not been feeling it lately. It just seems wrong. How can I just talk about pop culture news when black people are dying at a crazy rate? Crazy. Let me pull up this um, Mapping Police Violence website. I hope you guys have been following this website. Mappingpoliceviolence.org. They update this constantly. Okay, well, no, they don't. It's been, the last time it was updated was April 18th, 2021. So um, I'm sure you can imagine, we could probably add some more numbers to this, but so far, mappingpolice.org, I'm sorry, mappingpoliceviolence.org says that the police have killed 319 people in 2021. It's only April. That means there have only been three days in 2021, where police did not kill someone. So they kill somebody every day. And this website says black people were 28% of those killed by police in 2020, despite being only 13% of the population. So let's start there. This stuff has just been weighing on me. And the thing is, if you're like me, You're probably going, 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 working, compartmentalizing, burying your feelings just so you can keep a smile on at work and get this work done. Well, I'm here to let you know that we need to stop doing that. We need to take a pause right now. If you were listening to this episode, cry about it, yell about it, curse about it. I'm mad. I'm so mad. Like, let's start with the Derek Chauvin shit. Okay, so... Everybody knows Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three counts. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you're listening to this for the first time and you have no idea what I'm talking about. I hope that you are aware of what's going on in the world around you. But if not, I'm here to share. So Derek Chauvin is the former uh, Minneapolis police officer that killed George Floyd. And we can now officially call him a murderer because he has been found guilty on all three counts. Um, I'm trying to find those counts real quick. Okay, here we go. 
This man was found guilty of second degree unintentional murder. Looked pretty intentional to me, but whatever. Second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Slaughter. Can't talk. Um, so I'm going to just read y'all what this says about sentencing. Cause that's what's, that's what's on my mind. Guilty verdict. Great. Awesome. Never seen it before in my lifetime. The cops that beat Rodney King didn't go to jail. The cops that killed Mike Brown didn't go to jail. Finally, a little bit of justice. And I don't even want to use that word. I use that word very loosely because we'll get into it. But anyways, so, okay. So we got the guilty verdict, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's happy. I'm thinking in my head, is this man really going to go to jail? Because y'all know I follow true crime. Y'all know I follow law and order and all that stuff. I mean, law and order is not real, but it's very, you know, loosely based off of, um, real life. And so we all know somebody gets, uh, a verdict of 10 years. That sentence gets dropped down to two. Then they be talking about, oh, well you already served one. So really you only got to do six months. Like we know how it goes. So I wanted to see how many years could this man get? And this is what I found. Chauvin was found guilty on Tuesday on all three counts, second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. For a person with no prior criminal history like Chauvin, each murder charge carries a presumptive sentence of 12.5 years, while manslaughter conviction has a presumptive sentence of four years under Minnesota sentencing guidelines. So that right there is only like 30 years. But each count carries a different maximum sentence. So the maximum could be 40 years for second degree unintentional murder, 25 years for third degree murder, and 10 years for second degree manslaughter. Okay, so that could be like 75 years. Is he really going to do 75 years? No, I'm not hopeful. I really, really don't think so. At the end of the day, he's a cop. I mean, this judge has not been lenient. I will say that. What's that judge's name? Judge Peter Cahill. He ain't playing around. I fuck with him. Okay. It said prosecutors have already said they will seek a sentence that goes above the guideline range, citing aggravating factors, including that Floyd was particularly vulnerable. You think, you think he couldn't really do nothing with a knee on his neck and that his death was witnessed by multiple children, including a nine year old girl. The sentences would likely be served at the same time, not consecutively per the guidelines. Mm, See that right there. You know, I need them to be consecutive. I need 30 years back to back. Anywho, and of course, under Minnesota law, Chauvin can appeal his conviction after he receives his sentence. Um, after the jury began deliberations, Chauvin's lawyer, Eric Nelson, get a load of that guy. That guy looks like, I don't want to stereotype. Let me shut up. He looks like a mafia type person. I don't know. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just put it out there. Eric Nelson asked the judge to declare a mistrial, arguing that jurors could not have avoided media coverage. I did think about that a lot. I told you guys on this podcast before I stayed out of the trial. I don't know who the jurors were, who the witnesses were. I really only caught glimpses of it on social media. I tried to avoid it at all costs. I didn't want to watch it. And, but I was thinking about the jurors because this could go a lot of different ways. If we didn't get the verdict that we wanted, people could have been hunting down the jurors and killing them. If we, I mean, so what we did get the verdict we want, there's still some people who are not happy. So they probably still could hunt down the jurors. So protect those jurors at all costs, please. Protect the witnesses, the people who showed courage and bravery to stand up to the system. And by the system, I mean the police and got up on the stand. That had to be nerve-wracking. Do you know what the police could do? I've seen what they can do. Do you know what they can do? So I really pray for the jurors, the witnesses, everybody that was in that courtroom. 
And um, Derek Chauvin can rot in hell, honestly. I have some other choice words for him, but um, I was really hoping he would get beat up, hurt, something in jail, but they got him in a, um, what did it say? Here we go. Chauvin is being held apart from the general prison population for his own safety and what facility officials call administrative segregation. I was really hoping that they wouldn't put him in a nice little hoity-toity cell with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was really hoping they would throw him out to the general population and get that ass whooped. That's what he deserves. But I think I saw something else about him being on suicide watch. So do it. So do it then. That wasn't nice, but that's how I feel about this man. That's really how I feel about this man. And the thing is, have y'all seen that picture, that little screenshot of where he kind of looked up like, huh? Like what? You dead ass? I'm really going to jail? Yes. He probably didn't think that he was going to get convicted. I got news for you, honey. We're making an example out of you. He probably really thought that he was going to get off, just like the rest of them. <sighs> I'm glad that, that's why I said like, it's a bittersweet moment because black people were all, everybody, just the whole world, not just black people, were all on the edge of our seats. And the fact that we were even anxious, why, what we got to be anxious about? The man committed murder on video. We shouldn't even be questioning what the verdict is. It should have been an open and shut case. But unfortunately, we know how these things go. And that's why I didn't get my hopes up. Everybody was like, oh, I hope this man goes to jail. I never even got my hopes up. In the back of my mind, I knew that he was getting off. So I was surprised to see he did get convicted. That's sad to say. But um, just just think about that. It, why are we so anxious about this man going to jail when the proof is right there? Because we've seen time and time again, the proof don't mean nothing. It don't matter if you got a video, an audio recording, a Facebook Live. It don't matter if you have a signed, sealed, and delivered letter from the police officer saying they killed a man. They will get off. So black people do not trust the system. Black people do not trust the police. And I didn't trust the court. I definitely didn't trust the court. So I took it as, okay, we got a little win. But I didn't celebrate too much because George Floyd's still not here. This don't bring George Floyd back. This don't help his family. Sure, like, you know, I guess you could say justice was served. But as I said, what, what's the point of celebrating this conviction when we still got 319 people dead? What about those convictions? What about... What about Freddie Gray? What about Mike Brown? What about Sandra Bland? What about Breonna Taylor? What about their cases? What about Micaiah Bryant? And let's get into Micaiah Bryant. Oh, the last thing I wanted to add was that the jury came back in under 12, 12 hours for the share, the Chauvin case. So um, they knew what it was. They got that ass. I really would love to be a fly on the wall in that jury room. They got that ass. They all went in there. You, you, know you know what? They probably said guilty in an hour and then spent the, the rest of the hour uh, eating lunch. I don't know. But anyways, let's talk about Micaiah Bryant. This hurts me so much because of the fact that I keep seeing her little TikTok circulate around. And she was really just a girl. She was really just a teenager. She reminds me of somebody that I know. That's what hurts the most. Just doing her natural curly hair on TikTok where her little lip gloss, where her little edges laid. She was a girl. And can we please, please, please stop calling her a young woman, young lady. She was a teenager. She was a girl. And I feel like that's a problem in the, in the black community. Well, not just black community. Black girls as a whole 
are often looked at as older than we are. We're told that we are too sexy. We mature too quickly. Like from the moment we're born, people are just making comments about us developing. She's just a girl. So what if she had ass and titties? She was curvy. She's, she's not a woman. Stop calling her young woman. That bothers me. You're, you're taking away her innocence because, uh, she had a knife. Let's talk about it. This, this is what I know. I don't, maybe you guys can educate me. We could talk about it on social media, but this is all I know about the situation. I believe that Makaya was in a fight with some girls and who among us hasn't been in a neighborhood fight. Okay. I have not, but I know plenty of people who have P- people in the neighborhood get jumped every day, fight every day. You know, should she have brought a knife to the fight? Maybe not. But we've talked about this before on the podcast as well. Does carrying a knife mean that you deserve to get shot four times? I don't think so. What about what about the the racist white terrorists who have shot up schools and movie theaters and clubs and churches? They walk away, away scot-free and get a Happy Meal. This girl had a knife and she was shot four times. They called the police for help. I don't know about you, but all of these situations is making me feel like I should not call the police. That's sad. And you know what? Somebody said um, on Twitter, if the cops just did their jobs, we wouldn't hate them. You don't see a song called Fuck the Fire Department. (laughs) It's F the police. You know why? Because the fire department does what needs to be done. Imagine if the fire department came to your house. You said, oh my God, I have a fire. The fire department came and they just threw gasoline on it and made it worse. That's what the police are doing. That's exactly what the police are doing right now. So... They called the police and officer Nicholas Rorden, let's call him by name. Officer Nicholas Reardon shot this 16 year old girl and defended himself saying she had a knife. Oh, that that's your get out of jail free card. She had a knife. Was she plunging at you? And come on, was that girl? What, what's the difference? A, a knife versus a gun. Sure. Maybe she could have stabbed one of the girls in the fight and y'all could have caught the ambulance and y'all could have saved her life. But guess what? We can't save Micaiah now. Makai is gone. Makai is dead. Makai will not get to go to prom. She won't get to graduate high school. She won't get to go to college, start a family. You took that away from her. Huh. So I don't know what's going to happen with that story. And then just last week, Dante Wright, we got that uh white female cop in custody. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I put this on Instagram and I'll say it again. Like we are truly at war. I'm really scared. And I feel like I've just become numb to it. My brother, I was talking to my brother. Like he said, like, yeah, I really do feel like I've become numb to it. Somebody's dying every day and we just got to keep persevering. We just got to keep going. Why? Why is this our reality? Why is this normal? Why do we have to just accept it and keep going? And, you know, I, I told you guys I've been watching Snowfall and a quote that Khadijah said on the show really stood out to me. She was like, why I got to be the one to turn the cheek? Why I got to be the one to look the other way. That's exactly how I feel. It's like, we're not even allowed to be angry. We're not even allowed to cry. We're just supposed to take it on the cheek. I'm tired of taking it on the cheek. That's why we need to be radical. And I'm not talking about, you know, pitchforks and, and get our guns out. But we do need to be radical. Look, I highly, I strongly, strongly believe all those protests and uh, and all those petitions and everything, that's what got us this conviction for George Floyd. And I'm sorry that George Floyd had to go. Uh, first of all, 
what what I mean is I'm sorry that he had that he his life had to be taken for us to see s some justice in the um, judicial system. What I don't like is people thanking George Floyd. Please stop that. That's so weird to me. That's so disrespectful to me. Nancy Pelosi and even his own girlfriend was like, thank you, George Floyd, for giving your life. He did not give his life. He is not a martyr. He, he's not a hero. George Floyd was murdered. He did not have to die. He did not have to leave his family. And so please don't do that. Like, don't, don't, don't say thank you, George Floyd. Um, but anyways, I, I really am getting scared about what's going on. A cop could kill you daytime, nighttime, riding a bike in the car, walking. It don't matter. It's scary. It's really getting, it's really getting to me that a normal situation, like a police encounter could become deadly, deadly. And, and I have a black boyfriend. I have a black brother. And I'm, I'm black myself. I, I, you know, we always think about the men first, but black women, as we can see, they don't care. They don't care if you're a man, woman, or child. And so, uh, like recently, my boyfriend wanted to go out to Wawa. That's the, uh, you know, local gas station convenience store in South Jersey. And it was like one in the morning. I said, babe, please don't go out there. Mind you, the Wawa is only two minutes from his house. I said, babe, please don't go out there. Just stay in, just stay in the house. Because I was really scared. A black man can't even go to the store at one in the morning. And don't you dare wear a hoodie. Don't you dare wear a hoodie at nighttime. You see what I'm saying? Like, I never really felt like this before. And yesterday I just finally had a cry. My my coworker was like, um, yeah, when I watched that, um, uh, Derek Chauvin verdict. I cried. Like he said, I feel like I've been holding all this in, just putting it out of my mind. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. It's like, I have tunnel vision right now with work, the podcast, the logistics of it all. I don't really be thinking about the feelings and we need therapy. Black people are just witnessing collective trauma. We need some therapy. I really hope that you all are taking care of yourselves. I made a post about this, you know, uh, self-care. That's why I took those three days off and I do not feel bad about it. Somebody tried to make me feel bad about it, but honey, I do not. I got a manicure, pedicure, wax, massage, had the time of my life with my friends and do not feel bad about taking time for yourself. Cause at the end of this day, if you got shot by the police, your job will replace you tomorrow, sweetie. They don't give a fuck. Just know that. Okay. And I'm going to leave y'all with this Malcolm X quote that I posted on the YBO podcast. If you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, there's no progress. If you pull it all the way out, that's not progress. Progress is healing the wound that the blow made. And they haven't pulled the knife out, much less healed the wound. They won't even admit the knife is there. Malcolm X, everybody. Like, everybody keeps... I, I saw a tweet where somebody said after the Derek Chauvin verdict, they went to the store and somebody told them congratulations congratulations. We're not having, I'm not having a party for this verdict. I'm not dancing in the street for this verdict. We only got about what? Five minutes to celebrate before we found out Micaiah Bryant died on the exact same day. The verdict was handed down. So don't tell me congratulations. Don't tell me progress. Literally what Malcolm X said is true. It's like y'all stuck a knife in our bag, nine inches and pulled it out six with this verdict and then stuck it in another inch with Micaiah. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, th this is not a win for me. Um, 
And then also 420 was this week, and I was just thinking about all the black men still in jail for weed, but we got little white people out here making cannabis brands and cute little ashtrays on TikTok, and it's just, it's really two Americas going on. It really is. And you know, when people say, go back to Africa, I will! Where's the ship? Where, where are we getting on? Where? Where I gotta go? Where are we meeting at? Is my passport good? Because I will gladly get up out of here, honey. Do, do not tempt me. We didn't ask to come here. I hope y'all remember that. We, we didn't ask to come here. And and then I was just talking to somebody else. Two weeks ago, we were saying, stop Asian hate crimes. What happened to that? Oh, I'm sorry. We had to take a break from that because black people started dying again. You see what I'm saying? I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to say it like that. I know I'm coming off a little too strong, but that's really how it feels. One week, it, my brother said it's a rotation. Oh, I hate to say that. I really hate to say that. But one week... We shouting for Asian lives. The next week we shouting for black lives. Are, are you sensing a pattern here? Who doesn't have to shout for their life? Who doesn't have to remind people that their life matters? White people. White people are the problem. <laughs> no, let me stop. I don't want to say, I don't want to say white people because I do have white friends. I have white listeners on this podcast. You know what type of white people I'm talking about. Racist white people. That's it. Racist. You don't like nobody but yourself. And really, what's so great about yourself? Please, please tell me what racist white people bring to the table. I'll wait. I was watching a Law and Order episode. And you know what? Law and Order is getting a little bit dramatic for me. Law and Order has a lot of crazy storylines. But some of it is true. The, the last episode I watched was about a white nationalist group kidnapping. Get this. Law and Order said, let's just throw every minority into the picture. This white nationalist kidnapped a black lesbian and her white wheelchair-bound girlfriend. So you got about every disability up in there. But anyways, um, he kidnapped them and, you know, raped them and recorded it. And I just thought to myself, yeah, this is a TV show, but this could really happen. This is really happening out here. It's scary. It's so scary. Then you had the Law and Order episode where Olivia was trying to give the black boy advice about, you know, how to bring down the police. And that's all great, Olivia. That's all nice. But, um, you know, the black boy was just looking at her like, mm-hmm. Because everything that we try to say or do is just ignored. Like, we, I don't know. I'm not very hopeful. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Some of y'all have a glimmer of hope. I don't really have much hope. So I'm sorry to leave this episode on a sad note. I just feel like, what can we do? That's my question. I don't have an answer. What can we do? We can get out there. We can radicalize. We can shout. We can protest. I'm going to still do all that. I'm going to still shout Black Lives Matter. I just don't know who's listening. I hope you guys are listening. That concludes another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. Thank y'all for taking the time to listen to me just vent my feelings because I'm sure you have the same feelings. Let's talk about it. Let's not let this be a one-way conversation. Even though I'm a solo podcast host, y'all can always talk to me. Email me at helloybo at gmail.com. DM me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. My um, Instagram and social and all that is Miss Chris D. M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. And I'm sure you've guessed by now that I run the YBO Instagram. So when you DM, chances are you're DMing me. So uh, y'all can follow the podcast on Instagram, 
Facebook, and YouTube at the YBO Podcast. All right, I'll talk to y'all next week. I love you. Please, please take care of yourself. Please reach out if you need anything at all.